Recently, I had the opportunity to welcome the House Urban Affairs Committee to my legislative district in Schuylkill County for a tour and hearing on blight and blight remediation. While this issue is important throughout Schuylkill County, we have seen with tours and hearing through the committee, it affects neighbors across the Commonwealth. Here on Fresh Takes, we continue to dive into the work we are doing in the House, within committees, and back home in our districts. Today, joining me to discuss the issue of blight and blight remediation is Representative Rosemary Brown, Majority Chairman of the House Urban Affairs Committee, and Christine Golbeck, Executive Director for the House Urban Affairs Committee and the Schuylkill County Native. As always, I am Tim Twardzik, State Representative of the 123rd Legislative District, representing parts of Schuylkill County, and this is Fresh Takes. I would like to thank you both for joining me here today as we discuss this difficult issue of blight that many of our communities across the Commonwealth are facing. First, I would like to give Representative Brown the opportunity to introduce herself, give us a little about your background, your district. Rosemary? Thank you, Tim. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And I'm State Representative Rosemary Brown, the 189th District, which has parts of Monroe County and Pike County. Most of the listeners would know it as the Pocono region. And I've been in the House for about 11 years now. And recently, this last past spring, became the chairwoman for the Urban Affairs Committee on the House. And uh, it's really been a very interesting few months as we have explored a great deal of blight across the state um, with more to follow, we believe, in the future. Um, but we've learned a lot the last few months, and we're preparing some great legislation with your help as well. So pleasure to be with you. Great to have you on board. And Christine, if you could introduce yourself, please. Thank you very much, Representative. Well, as you said, I was born and raised in the coal region and a former uh, news reporter and uh, radio caster up home. Uh, for the past 25 years, I've been here and there, mostly acting as the executive director of the House Urban Affairs Committee, which, of course, deals with a lot of blight legislation. I'm honored to be with you today. Well, Christine, it's great to see you and have a friend here in the House, because when you were representing Schuylkill County with our local newspapers and radio, you did a great job. And you're an award-winning writer, and really glad to have you working with us here on the uh, committee, because you really care about Schuylkill County. And it shows, and this is going to help the entire state as we fight blight. I wanted to discuss a few things that our committee in the House has been working on. I recently welcomed you to Schuylkill County to see what we have to offer. While Schuylkill County has many things to offer our constituents, it's riddled with blight, as are many communities. The House is taking up this issue and is working on an anti-blight legislation package in which I have a piece of legislation. Rosemary, could you give me background on what committee's been doing about how many tours and hearings we've held? It was very, very interesting to be down in your way, uh, Tim, down in Schuylkill County most recently. And we also went to Allegheny County. We went to Lancaster as well. And when you travel across the state, you see the tremendous difference in the areas of the state, which we often talk about in Pennsylvania. But with the blight issue, you see different types of blight as well, different in Lancaster versus Schuylkill County and the volume of it um, as far as when you look at straight streets or areas and then what they have done in those different areas and then the different obstacles that those areas have. The ability to come out of blight 
really differs for each area tremendously based on the populations, based on the job opportunities that are there, the industries. And so when you look at Blight, you have to look at what we have the ability to do as far as creating an environment that incentivizes Blight to be remediated, also allowing for private investment. Um, but then you also have to look at economic development because you have to look at job creation and a lot of those measures. So I think when we travel as a committee now and as a pretty new chairwoman of this committee, this has been an issue that has been looked at for many, many, many years. People have worked very hard on this. And Christine is one of them, and we're thankful to have her here because she continues to bring us all up to speed with the work that's been done over the years. But it's one of those issues that just keeps going. You just can't stop, and it just takes on new avenues of being able to try to help the situation. So um, I think as we've taken a couple of these tours, and School Call was very, very interesting, and I thank you for setting that up for us and initiating it because the volume there is strong. And it's a beautiful area. It has a lot of opportunity. And I think it's one of those areas that you can really, you'll be able to see the improvement if it's really focused on. Well, thank you very much. Again, we did have a very good tour. A lot of members came and they were able to see a good quantity of blight. Now, when we went to uh, Chairman Sterla's district in Lancaster, they talked about the success they've had over 30 years in their program. And they have 16 buildings that are on their list. Now, in our small towns, we have 500 in Mahanoy City, and Shenandoah has 700. And these are difficult things to overcome, but we've just lost so much population. Uh, our old hometown had 31,000 people back in the heyday of coal, and now we're down to 4,500. So with that loss of population, we have all these empty buildings. We have to repair what we can and move forward. The good news is we continue our economic growth in our communities. We become a very big uh, warehousing distribution center, and the buildings go up with a million, two million square feet, which will take uh, 600, 800, 1,000 jobs, and we're getting the population back. So we need to update our properties so we have housing available for employees. And those all you know, will take time, but we just keep going. Uh, the state has been able to budget some money for demolition in our communities. During our testimony, we talked to Mahanoy City, and they were very happy to receive a couple hundred thousand dollars, but said we would need about $13 million to do the complete job. That money is just not available, but we're going to work on different projects and just keep clipping away a little bit by bit to make sure it's a better community for all our people. Yeah, and that's what your area, to know the aspects that you're working on with it it's really important because it is such a large hurdle with that reduction in the population and so when you look at the economic development getting investors to be able to come in and to be interested in that area it's harder than it is for a Lancaster a city city area uh, those investors to come in and be able to try to help them and incentivize them to come in because once they do you have the jobs and then you have the ability to bring your population back mm -hmm. and then you have the ability to go in and build um, great housing and have investors to come in and do some of that blight remediation but you Schuylkill County's done a great job with the the fee the recorder of deeds fee the $15 fee that happens and it's been able to raise like you said that couple hundred thousand dollars um, but the need is very strong you, when you look at the efforts that you're looking to do, I think you're going to see some great things in the future. But constituents need to know it does take time. Yes. And time. again, we just have to have some patience. And, uh, you know, 
keep rewarding the uh, people who come in to invest in our communities. During our tour, it wasn't all doom and gloom. We actually did take a look at some of the successes we've had. We've had a lot of projects working with elderly housing, and that allows people to get out of the house and mowing the grass and taking care of the snow. And then those homes will be available for people to move in for the next generation with a young family. But those are important projects that were built. And we also saw a young entrepreneur, Bobby Weaver, who's put together a press coffee shop in Pottsville, and now the uh, Black Rock Brewery, taking a building that was empty for years and years and turning it into a small microbrewery which has live entertainment. A winery is part of the building, too, and he also bought an abandoned Victorian home on top of the hill, which he's remodeling, which will be a distilling operation. So it's one-stop shopping for all your fun and festivities, but it brings new life to downtown Pottsville and adds to the, uh, the growth and the rebirth of our communities. Christine, we're working on a great bill. If you could help explain how we're going to do our registration, and this is part of a large package you could even expand upon. Absolutely. So um, we have right now 18 bills in a package. I'm sure you've heard, if you have been following committee when we're out and about, um, we've been talking about this package under development. Representative Twardzik does have one of the bills. His will be one of the 10 that committee plans to consider on December 15th. Um, one of the things to point out about this package is, after 25 years of, of working on fighting blight, for many years, we had to work on things that carried a, a stick, a big stick, if you will, um, such as Act 90, which allows uh, local communities to bring negligent property owners who perhaps owe a lot of money and back taxes and have left their properties uncared for. You can go to wherever it is that Texas, wherever they, you know, and bring them back, extradite them. My point being that we did a lot of legislation that um, had, had a more penalty aspect to it. We're still updating those laws in this package, but we're kind of turning now, seeing where the laws have been successful. Act 90 is, is proving to be successful. The Land Bank Act is proving to be successful. Schuylkill County was the first one to, in the state to use the conservatorship law. And they have been going gangbusters at um, going to court and petitioning the court to, to get a vacant falling down structure or a vacant property of land and turn it into a side garden. Um, you know, just they've done wonderful things up home with the Conservatorship Act. Now, especially after these tours and especially after the Allegheny Valley tour, we see a need to focus more on economic development where blight has been infilled, well, where the disinvestment has stopped, and kids, Allegheny Valley was just so phenomenal, think about it, because we saw kids in their 30s who came home. And, you know, remember that little coffee shop mm -hmm. we were in? And the chocolate shop? <laughs> the theater that they're redoing? And these were all kids, you know, and who had come home and are really working hard. That's what we want to see in places like Schuylkill County. And you know, we constantly hear, our kids want to come home, but there's nothing here. I want to point out also, and I'll talk about your bill in a moment, that I think that the best thing that I heard out of, and there was great testimony during the hearing in Pottsville two weeks ago, 
Tom Palomar said at the end of his testimony, and I will never forget it because it encapsulates what you all, as my bosses, do here when you pass legislation. What Mr. Palomar said was, thank you for helping us help ourselves. That's critical because everything we do here, anti-blight, is about a tool and different tools to give to our local government units so they can pick and choose and pile it on with the different laws to use to remediate blight and to rebuild. So we are helping them to help themselves. So let me talk about your bill real quickly. It, it's a wonderful bill. It's been around for a while, and there are many bills that we draft, and, and we draft, and we draft, and we wait until the time is right. And the time is right because we've actually been asked to do this, and it has a lot of support. So it's House Bill 1791. It's the Vacant Property Registry. As I said, December 15th is the day we're going to vote it. And the important thing here is it's an option. It's an option. You don't have to enact it, but if you do, by ordinance, it's a great thing that will allow you to do a surcharge on vacant property as well as a surcharge on vacant blighted property, which naturally is in worse condition than just plain vacant property. We are not forcing anyone to do it. Those who choose to do it can then raise money. That's the beauty of the surcharge. Raise money for blight remediation efforts for everything from demolition to conservatorships. So it's gaining support. The Pennsylvania Boroughs Association supports it, uh, which, is, which is great because, you know, of all our boroughs across the state, um, they'll help us put out the news about, you know, what, as this gets done and municipalities enact. And it's terrific because they have a chance to join. Is If it works for their community, they'll use that tool. And, again, I think there's almost 18, 19 different bills that we keep building that will work with us because the, the blight problem in our small towns is different than the blight problem in a big city, but they're still terrible to neighbors, hurt the quality of life, and everybody deserves to have their freedom to live in a nice area without out-of-town landlords, LLCs, just ignoring property and being bad neighbors. Right. Blight can, can truly be looked at, I think, as, as an economic crime. It's an economic crime against your community and your neighbors, if you really want to think about it. You live next to somebody. You, you take care of your property, little flower gardens, you know, clean windows. You're paying your taxes, and n next door to you or across the street from you is a fallen-down hovel. Your home's uh, undervalued minimum of six grand right off the bat just for being on that block. And, uh, and then you don't get good neighbors. And it's the, you know, it's a, it's a continuing downward spiral that we are trying to stop in all areas of the state. Yeah, everybody looks at blight and says, what can be done about that? When they walk, when they go by a building or they walk by it, everybody wants to know what can be done. Why is that like that? Why can't it be changed or what can be done? And so, as Christine said, with the tools and setting the environment up for things to move forward, is the best thing that we can do. I think there's also a piece of legislation that we're voting on in December to create a grant um, for even our, our local um, zoning officers for our, our townships and our boroughs and just to allow for a greater amount of these type of inspectors and things to, to move things along forward. And so trying to get a fund 
to create this type of grant process that they can apply to to build that force a little bit so that um, if, if, it, if they do need that, because that came up during our hearings as well, that, you know, these zoning officers, that we need more of them and we need them to be really trained well and be able to work with investors and developers to, to do the right thing. So I, I think we're doing that in December, I believe. Yeah, yeah so, it's for code enforcement. Yeah, so I think it's a good thing there, too, to, to help move forward. Um, but you also have a great incubator that is uh, a project there that's, going to yes, be amazing in Shenandoah, also. They're, they've been working on a project to take care of a, a, a burned out block and this will uh, be an opportunity uh, Penn State is putting a, a branch in for education there'll be a, a kitchen area so entrepreneurs can uh, make the next pierogi yeah but um, <laughs> very important but the, the, these projects are all run by you know some great people who are very involved and they're excited about the opportunity and sometimes you get frustrated because there's so much to do but if you just do one project after another they snowball and it creates a positivity in our communities and it wasn't all doom and gloom as i said before we did uh, see some victories in some housing uh with the uh, project in shenandoah and then we also snuck into the yingling brewery right. and we had a francesco's dinner so that you have to kind of bribe people to come to these little small towns on tours <laughs> it was very nice it was very nice it's it's a wonderful area and it's in a great location too in our in our state so it has a lot of opportunity absolutely the area it, it's historic value just to go to Schuylkill County, and I know I'm biased. I was born and raised there, but um, <laughs> it's a beautiful area of the state, close to so many other important metropolitan regions. You know, in a couple of hours, you can be in Philly, you can be in New York City. Um, there's, I won't even go into all the benefits. We'll be here for days. And what a nice place to live. Oh, so absolutely. if the housing is what you need it to be, and if it's, you know, it's attractive for jobs, and, and um, there's a good future there. Well, I really appreciate you coming in today to talk about our upcoming programs. Um, there's good things moving ahead, so really appreciate Christine, Rosemary. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Tim. Okay, thank, thank you, you for bringing us to your area as well. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you. I am Tim Twardzik. Make sure to tune in for another episode of Fresh Takes. Fresh Takes.